Welcome one and all to Common Sense Fitness. My name is Dave. And I'm Erin. And this is the show where we talk about health, fitness, and well-being. We take away the hype and we talk about how to take a common sense approach. Mm-hmm. That's us. That's us. I was in Kmart this week and I actually bought a yes. card, a deck of cards which had questions to ask. Fantastic. And I thought I could, I thought I could use them in the podcast and also as cues for meditation, etc. Okay. Anyway, upon buying them, I would say that 97% of them were extremely triggering. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, some of them were like, what's your worst memory? And things, oh. yeah. And um, what's your deepest fear? And I was like, oh, uh, I, I, I don't want to talk about this. No, no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I pulled one, which was less probing. I appreciate um, that. This one's maybe a bit more optimistic. Given, no, I don't know, actually. See, this is, this is a potential dark side. Given total freedom, what would you do? Why? And to what end? Total freedom? Yeah. So you're wow. like you're like the sim in The Sims. No, that's not a lot of freedom. You're in Grand Theft Auto and you can just you can run around. Do anything. To- <laughs> wow. Honestly? If you didn't have any responsibilities. I would have just a... a little house with a giant yard and a million dogs and a million plants. I'm, I don't feel like that's any great surprise to anyone who no, actually knows me. <laughs> no. And I'm probably and thinking no work? of a similar vibe. Yep. No right? work. No, no work. No. Just a bank account that yeah. is continually filled with money. Well, that assumes that there's still like money's a thing. So Yeah, you know. it might not be. Look, as long as I can feed the dogs okay. and myself. Yeah. Right. I, I guess that's it. Mm. It's maybe a boring answer. Yeah. Mm. Ideally, I think we're all in that. We're all in that after the few years we've had. <laughs> right. Just want to run away to the country. Yes. Be nice. Yes. Hermit. Hermit life. <laughs> Hashtag hermit life. Is that trending now? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Talking about throwing caution to the wind and um, doing whatever you want with total freedom, <laughs> we're going to talk today, and this is one. This one's going to be a little bit interactive. I'm going to kind of throw some unique fitness trends, group fitness class types, things in the health and wellness space at you, and I want to gauge your reaction. Some of them have accompanying video and audio, which I'm going to show you and the listener will hear. Okay. Um, but we want to try and look at it. Okay, maybe then pull away the hype yep. as we do. As That's we what do. we do here and take a common sense approach. Look to see what some of these activities might have going for them. Okay. And maybe some of the things that aren't so crash hot. Yes. All right. Let's do this. All right. Let's get into it. All right. The first one I'm going to hit you with, heavy metal yoga. Yes. I don't have a video for it. That's okay. But I think we can visualize and imagine (laughs) what that might look like. So actually I actually have a friend who at one point was doing heavy metal yoga. Uh-huh. She really liked it. Okay. I cannot imagine it anything worse. Was she doing it by herself or in a group? In a group. Okay. Yeah. In a gym out somewhere. No, in the in Fortitude Valley. Okay. It sounds bad, sounds right? not surprising, right? Yeah. Um Yeah. She said it was very relaxing. Were, were, how much do you know about this? Not a whole time. We're, we're, are we moving at the same speed and pace as we normally do in yoga? Yes. Or are we just going, 
hell for leather between moves and no okay. it's it is your yoga class set to a very different soundtrack okay yeah okay. so i guess my understanding of it is that it's it's just a different way to distract you mm-hmm. while maybe you're doing things that you're not 100 percent comfortable with and look music's a really powerful driver oh massively and heavy metal in particular, there's, there's a certain release. Kind yeah. Of. There's an energy and a, a freedom. Not that I'm necessarily a heavy metal lover, but from my point of view, that's what it feels like. Yeah. A lot of, there's sort of a sense of expression where you can kind of just let everything go. Where yeah. It, it, yeah. It's very bleh, just let everything out as opposed to maybe more traditional yoga music, which is very withheld and restrained restrained and gentle and calm yeah i I do i think that it would give you an opportunity to see obviously you get all the benefits of any yoga that you would do yeah yoga is good you Uh like yoga um but yeah maybe that gives you the freedom to try harder try Mm -hmm. different move different not not give a fuck pretty much right because isn't that what metal is kind of about, yeah. I think? Again, yeah. I am also not a aficionado, if you will. It's me with my Fleetwood Mac <laughs> shirt on. It's about as metal as I get. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's such an interesting concept. Um, like I said, mm. I would probably never do it. What about you? I'd do it. Would you? Yeah. I think, well, as as I, as I we wouldn't don't... look for it. But if somebody yeah. said, would you come with me? I think I'd, I'd probably... Give it a mm, go. I'd do it as a novelty, but if we got into um, if we got into like um, what like screamo kind of yeah. territory, yeah, yeah, I think we might. I might need to like. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't like the screaming. Yeah, but that's yeah, not just, for everyone. No, not for everyone. But it's interesting, right? And it, it's a thing that exists, and it exists in many, many places. Mm. Um, so I think well, I remember when my friend first told me about it. This is a thing I did. Mm. A quick Google. Yeah, you can find it in a lot of places. So, um, I I want to say, and of course, it's like in the Nordic countries that there's a a knitting competition, a knitting event done to heavy metal as well. It's like all these really big burly guys. I think it's oh, knitting stop. or something, and it's, they do it to screamo. On the, I don't know. I need to find that for a future episode. I I feel like you do. do yes. Research. Okay. Cool. Yes. Heavy metal yoga. Gets a thumbs up. Gets for a me. thumbs. Oh, hang on. I probably have a sound effect for this. Can I, um, uh, quick, quick. It's a, oh, very nice. Yep. As opposed to a, if it doesn't, that works. I don't think, I I don't think I have any booing. Don't know. Oh, there you go. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This next one, which, um, I'll just go straight for it. Peloton. Let's, I'm going to get you to, this is a parody video. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. For some people, it's just a bike. For me, it's honestly more of a lifestyle. Every time before I start a workout, I like to open the blinds. Not necessarily for me, obviously, because I got to look at the screen, but I just want to make sure the neighborhood knows that <laughs> I work out on a Peloton. Dude, I just got a Peloton. Yeah, I'm going to post about it constantly. I'm a pretty rational guy. Peloton makes sense for me. I mean, sure, it's sunny and 70 degrees outside, but I'd rather be in my dining room breathing recycled air staring at a TV screen. It's just obviously. My friend Ann. <laughs> Peloton, and I want to extend this a little bit more broadly to um, 
the style of indoor cycling where we do a lot of woo and a hand clap and a push up on the handlebars and a lot of that, a uh-huh. lot of a lot of hand movements, a lot of um, a lot of booty popping as well. Like you see the girls with their their tights just a midriff with almost an arched back yeah. doing, doing the push ups and the hair and the ponytail whipping. Don't Thoughts. love it. Don't love it. Don't love it. What well, about it don't you love? Break it down for me. Pull okay. back the layers. So, like the parody video says, if you want to ride a bike, go outside ride a bike. Right? I appreciate that that is not actually an option for everyone. Yeah. Um, maybe you don't have a bike. Maybe you are not confident on a bike. I know for me that if you put me... On a road bike in clip-ins, I would absolutely be terrified because all I would do is be like, I'm going to fall over and break both my collarbones and probably my skull. It so is a terrifying it, endeavor. It, it's, it's different. Um, and so the, one of the positives about anything stationary cycle related is the stationariness mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, you know, that's an option. But I guess I think... Um, so I guess what I'm talking about here is I, it's all the excess. It's all the ex- it's all the fluff around it. Yeah. Like, hey, I, I teach indoor cycle. I think it's a it's a great low impact cardiovascular thing. But where do you draw the line between the hype and the um, like? It's all good having a great time doing cycle. Mm. For me, I start to get a little bit nervous with the push ups on handlebars. Yeah, I think that from a joint impact. Not that I guess you're going to cause that much drama but it feels feels I, wrong same I, with sometimes the, me, the, the knee jerking as well sometimes yeah. they do that <clears throat> you can't see that motion obviously for the listeners at home <laughs> but when you're getting really jerky with knees i'm like this just can't be good for your joints yeah i think do the thing that you're going to do and do it well yeah. focus on good technique good yeah. form good you know common sense mm-hmm. if you're going to ride a bike it should kind of look like riding a bike mm. and you don't necessarily need to be worrying about mm-hmm. doing push-ups if you want to get better at doing push-ups that's not going to help you anyway no. um so I, I guess i am a little bit more of a purist in that i, I think do the thing mm-hmm. and just do that thing mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if you're there for the party and mm. it's not causing you any damage mm-hmm. and that's what's getting you mm. moving. So yeah. if that's your jam, okay, it wouldn't be my first choice. Okay. Yeah. And also I hate looking at screens. Mm. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to do group cycle, I'm just going to do group cycle. I yeah. don't actually want to look at a fake road. No. No, no, never understood that. But anyway, and with the price of a Peloton, I don't think it's really taken off in Australia. I don't even know if you can get them here. I, but they're like, I think you can get like them seven here. Seven grand or yeah, something like that. They? they are super expensive. I get a gym membership for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, again, if you've got the money to spend and you want to do it, and virtual's your jam. But yeah, I just think, and we've talked about group fitness stuff before. I yep. think you get so much more out of being with people uh-huh. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's more fun. It's part of the atmosphere. Mm, mm, mm. I'd feel like an ass doing all of that stuff in my dining room by myself. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but to each their own. Again, so don't don't love it. Do we have something that's in between? Well, um, crickets. Crickets. It's, it's, it gets a neutral. Yeah. You're probably not going to kill yourself. No. It would not be my first choice. No. All right. It gets crickets then. Let's move on. Oh, you'll love this one. 
functional fitness. Okay. Hit me. What What do you mean? Functional fitness, Aaron. Everything's functional. It's functional fitness. I'm doing functional fitness today. Do you are want to come and do functional on, fitness? Are you standing on the BOSU ball? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Everything's functional fitness focused these days. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't... What's functional, Aaron? Yeah, wow. That's a, and that that's the heart of the question, So I guess right? I'm, it's the buzzword here yeah, that I'm yeah. having issue or bringing to you. Yeah. Um... So on one hand, you've got, you can Google functional fitness and you click on the images. Uh-huh. You will see lots of people holding dumbbells or barbells uh-huh. or stuff. And they're on those big blow up Swiss balls or half balls, the BOSU balls, uh-huh. um, or standing on one leg trying to juggle behind their back or mm. because it's quote unquote functional. Mm. Not really though. So when we talk about functional fitness, functional refers to, does that, you know, does that look like life, mm. right? Functional is the things that you have to do to get through your life. What does your body need to do that well, to do it safely, to do it easily, efficiently, pain-free? Probably not standing on a giant blow-up ball. Mm. It feels like it has merit for some from some angles, but sometimes it goes too far. Like, yeah. okay, doing a farmer's carry with some kettlebells, Okay, yeah, that replicates picking up shopping bags. Okay, yeah, we can get that as Absolutely. that might be functional for everyday life. Yep. I think that when people start to get really creative trying to replicate you putting the Christmas <laughs> dinnerware into the top right hand corner of the kitchen yeah. by getting you to stand on a Bosu ball on one leg, throwing a medicine ball. Yeah. Maybe that's a bit too specific. I think it is, yeah. And we also know, like the science has shown us that no matter how specific you try and get in the gym with your strength stuff, there's only so much carryover that actually happens. Mm. So the way, the most functional training that you can do is do the thing. Mm-hmm. So we talk about, um, you know, if we translate that to sports, if we talk about sports specific training which is the sports version of functional training sport the best sports specific training is playing the sport yep right so practice is training yeah exactly so if you for whatever reason the gross carrying the groceries is a great um, example so if you for whatever reason need to get really good at carrying the groceries you will actually benefit more from carrying the groceries than you will from that 20 kilo on each side farmer's walk even though the weight might be the same or even less with the groceries because it's a different a weight distribution. It's not mm. the same sort of um, density. You've got bags all over the place. Yeah. So you get really good at doing something by doing that thing. But if we can get you stronger in that relative pattern, basic, basic, simple, straightforward pattern, not trying to put Grandma Betty's good china up on the top of the dish mm. receptacle thing. Mm. Um, yeah. So doing a deadlift is going to be of similar value as doing a farmer's walk. Well, maybe not. Well, you have to look at the pattern. That's it. Right. Yeah. So trying to get out there that you can achieve similar. Yes. They're both a lifting function. Okay. One involves legs more than the other, but if that was the core 
thing you're trying to function and look out for. I want to be able to lift things better. There's different ways you can achieve that. Absolutely. And they could all be argued as being functional for that purpose of yeah, picking yeah, up the groceries. Yeah. In fact, I would, I would turn around and I would say that um, what went – what a lot of people grasped onto as functional training. And I think this is a lot of this stuff has kind of faded a bit. Some of the really mm-hmm. circus tricky sort of stuff. It, we're not seeing that as much anymore. Um, but that stuff is kind of the opposite of functional. And the reason yeah. it got popular was because, Oh, well, you know, if you're on an unstable surface, your core is going to be more active, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you'll, you'll automatically be stronger and more functional, but, the reality is that we actually just get really good at what we do all the time. So functional on the whole, big thumbs up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but true functional. Yeah. Things that actually look like what you do in everyday life. And it's all relative. It is all relative. To what is functional for you. What's functional for Absolutely. you is going to be different to what's functional to me. Yep. So calling something universally functional... Yeah. Except for maybe practicing getting up off the floor or something, yeah. um, getting out of bed or yeah, you and, know, you getting know, out and of that's a chair. True, actually, yeah, there are some there are some things that are more universal than mm. others. Um, I I know for my clients certainly. So I'm right now primarily working with a population that's kind of say late forties, mid fifties, and older who aren't necessarily super into the workouts, but interested enough in keeping their bodies moving well so that for the rest of their life they can move well. Mm-hmm. Getting up and down off the floor is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we do all the stuff that gets you up and down off the floor because mm-hmm. what do you do? You get up and down off the floor, you stay good at it. Mm-hmm. That's a thumbs up for functional fitness. Thumbs up for functional fitness. I have a long list here. Okay. Might, we might sort of ra- ra- rattle through some of these. Uh, virtual workouts? Mm. Massive depends on who's leading it. And do you, as the individual doing it, have the ability to say, yep, that's a good idea for me, or no, that's not, or Mm -hmm. ow, that hurts, maybe I'll stop. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of it. And the other part, like I said before with the Peloton, if you're going to do a workout, do you want that company? Mm. The environment to me is huge, the... Again, we both recognize we're very biased. We are very biased. Look, that's true. But if you're assuming <laughs> you like working out at home in front of the TV, mm. are you going to, you know, you're still going to get some benefit out of that? Yes. So, again, provided that you are applying that common sense to yourself mm-hmm. and listening to your body, eh, then yes, thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. You mightn't get the same feedback from anyone obviously if you're not face to face so there might be elements you're missing people can't check your form if your instructor or coach can't check you and um there mightn't be options or regressions or progressions available to you but it's a rough kind of whole yeah yeah If, if you're happy doing it and you're able to summon the motivation unlike me to do it uh, likewise, at home yes, by yourself yeah. then knock yourself out yep well, don't maybe make sure you're not going to run into the couch first well yeah yeah clear yeah. his face <laughs> uh trampoline classes oh my god actually yeah this would be an interesting one to talk about so i haven't got a video for this one but we've you've probably seen... seen the video we're standing on a round trampoline or something similar and there's usually like some handlebars and Everyone, it's like a pack. It's like a, a, 
people riding a pack of horses or something. Yeah. And they're like, three, two, one, and go. And everyone does this re- ridiculous yeah. looking jump into the trampoline and hips are flying everywhere and thoughts. Actually, I love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, tramp's really cool. It's a nice, it's not a non-impact, but it's it's actually a fairly forgiving, fairly low impact way yep. to jump around. Uh-huh. And it's fun and it certainly will get your heart rate going and you're going to use your legs a lot more than you think you're going to use your legs. Mm-hmm. And um, provided you don't have a mid-air collision with somebody um, and maybe keep the trying to do a double backflip to a minimum until you have mastered maybe like a single backflip. Um, yeah, again, apply a little bit of common sense. And yeah, super awesome. I, yep. That's kind of what I, when I was thinking before the show about that one, I was like, oh, I can't see anything terribly wrong with it. As you said, it's going to be great for your heart, pretty mm. low impact. Yeah. Providing, yeah, you don't stack it, so. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, if you're as clumsy as I am, you can stack it in body attack, so. Yeah, that's true. Maybe your risk yeah. is the same. <laughs> so we'll give that one a thumbs up. Totally thumbs up. Next one, I probably have some thoughts as well. Backwards running. Um, this one actually seemed to be pretty recent. Interesting. As a group or as an individual? I think as an individual. And okay. I think it's not like you would go backwards running for 10Ks. No, but you incorporating might inter- that. Yeah, you might yeah. incorporate that into an activity that you're doing. I actually love it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so tell, tell me why. Tell me more. Super pro backwards. It's a novel movement. Yeah. We like... Our bodies like change. Our mm-hmm. bodies like different. Um, it, you have to kind of think a little bit more about what you're doing. Mm. Obviously, <laughs> you don't run into <laughs> anything. <laughs> um, but you're also, you are challenging your brain in different ways and challenging your muscles in different ways. And in fact, we know that with backwards movement, we we actually, so we're doing the same sort of movement, but we've got this, how to put it? It's your brain is talking to your muscles slightly differently. So mm-hmm. it's recruiting those muscles slightly differently. Mm. And so it's patterning those muscles slightly differently. And that actually promotes a more balanced musculature. So we can, instead of being really overused on one side and really underused on the other side, so say front to back, which mm-hmm. is pretty normal for most of us, mm-hmm. you actually get a little bit more of the back of the body stuff working. Well, if we talk about it from running, instead of that initial phase of knee lift, extending, placing, driving off with hamstring, you're going to be flipping that order yeah. really of, well, there's still going to be a knee lift, but you're going to be introducing that that pushback in a different pattern. Yeah. As you say, you're going to be firing muscles in slightly different ways and yeah. different orders. Yeah, same muscles, different, mm. different mm. pattern. Mm. Yeah, um, but I love it. And it's really... It's a cool way to, and this is true with any running, any sort of crossbody, walking, skipping, all of those movements actually have a really nice core activation component yeah. too. Um, and when, when I'm talking core here, I'm talking about basically from hips to armpits all the way around in a cylinder, and then you put the bottom of the cylinder on as your pelvic floor. All of that stuff activates really mm. nicely. You breathe differently, you move differently, your body likes it. So, two massive thumbs up. Big fan. Perfect. I would say this is a backwards 
running slash jogging, not a backwards sprinting. Yes. Yes. So com- yeah. again, common sense could prevail here. Yeah. It's going to tell, it's going to absolutely test your, your balance and coordination again oh, in, in different absolutely. ways. And um, yeah, just make sure you look out where you're going. Yeah. Maybe try and find somewhere that's flat and mm. quiet. I, when I was researching this, I did see someone say that, they were suggesting that one lap of a track was equivalent backwards was equivalent to like six going forwards. And I was like, I, I don't, I'd be very curious show me to the see. Papers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how did you come up with those figures? Maybe from a brain drain point of view, but it was like, oh. and maybe from a metabolic demand because novel movements are more yeah. metabolically demanding, but that's a, that's a big jump to yeah. one to six. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I, and I would, one lap of a track is a long way mm. to go backwards too. So I'd say yeah. maybe starting with like 20 meters, 50 meters, 100 meters tops, get used to the movement mm. or just do it for as long as you feel like, well, that was cool. And turn around. And then turn around. Walking. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. Mm. It's not necessarily a trend. It's probably never gone out of fashion, but I think it's... We've been doing it for a while. We have been just a hot minute, just a few minutes we've been doing walking. But I think, um, yeah, it goes maybe a bit unnoticed sometimes or under cast aside as the not really doing anything activity. Yeah. Uh, I think I've referenced this before. There is a book called Blue Zones and this uh, National Geographic photographer actually I think he was um, traveling the world taking photos for all of these assignments for this for this magazine and um, as he's traveling the world for many many years he's noticing in certain certain parts of the world people live for a really long time a lot of them so we're seeing I think I th- I think it says that kind of our normal population, you might have one in a hundred people that live to a hundred years old or older. And in these populations, and I think he identified seven, seven parts of the world that this happens, something like 10 out of a hundred live to this hundred years plus. Um, One of the, and so the blue zones, basically it looks at these different areas and what are the common things, the common characteristics of these populations. One of them is low key movement barely constantly walking is huge movement is huge and that's kind of one of our most basic movement patterns so it i think it does get brushed aside a lot of our fitness media is such that um you know if you aren't throwing up at the end of your workout it's not worth doing not so Mm -hmm. right um certainly Going for a half-hour walk every night isn't going to prepare you for a marathon. No. But it's probably, arguably, a better choice for long-term health, long-term musculoskeletal health. So you have less of that joint impact. You've got kind of a a nice demand on your heart and your lungs without it really ramping up. So if you're at higher disease risk, it's a more friendly way to exercise. Um... Big thumbs up. Hmm. Walking's great. Walking's great. I want to show you another video now. Okay. Uh, This might be kind of doubling up, but I couldn't resist. Let me get my links all sorted. We're such professionals here. We are, clearly. Just talk amongst yourselves, you know, and just pray we don't get an ad. Gosh. 
So Claire and I were supposed to exercise, uh, oh, but I can't see her anywhere. So, oh, where is it? It joins, but oh, oh, it's can the Ganga boots. Yeah. Yeah. So can you describe for the listeners, Erin, what's happening here? So Kanga boots are what looks like ski boots with, I don't know how you would describe that, but essentially springs on the bottom. Mm. Um, and they bounce you. And so it's kind of like having a little trampoline on your feet, right? It is. Do you remember moon boots? Yes. In the 90s? Yes. Not quite the same thing. Not quite That's what the it same. reminds me of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, it reminds me of yeah, like rollerblade uh, boots yeah. with squished circles on the bottom, which yeah. make you spring. Yeah. So interesting. Um, I'm going to say there's maybe some similarities with um, the trampoline work. Yes and no. Mm. Um, Go on. If Tell I was, me more. If, if I was going to pick one. Tramp all the way. Yeah. Why? Um, trampoline, you are moving however you're going to move. So you've got the contact, you're going to land, your feet are going to flex, your knees are going to bend. If you're in a boot, a ski boot, a rollerblade, shoey, booty sort of thing, something that is hard plastic and coming up to, you know, a third or halfway up your shin, mm -hmm. you've got no movement in any of those joints. Okay, okay. So not a huge fan of that, and especially on something that is unstable. So if you are essentially jumping on a circle, like if you can imagine jumping on a, a volleyball or a soccer ball or something like that, and you're in a boot like that, if if that ball goes slipping out, you've got less flexibility in terms of landing. Mm. I guess that could be somewhat protective, but on the other hand, it's just going to send that torque up the chain. So you, to me, that's higher knee risk, lower ankle risk maybe, but higher knee risk, higher hip risk. Um, yeah, I just don't, I think they're kind of gimmicky. Mm. Not a not a love. That gets kind of a thumbs down for me. I guess the the risk reward isn't there as much. I think you've got less control. Okay, you would rec you. We could probably see similar potential benefits in cardio and leg usage, but with lower risk on a trampoline. I think so. Yeah, okay. which seems counterintuitive, right? But yeah, but I I think so. Looking at that from a biomechanical perspective. Uh -huh. Yeah. Hmm. Sounds good call. Good call. Let's go back from the novel ones. Breath work. Ooh. Breath work, breathing. and. Are we talking about? Probably more from a mindful space mm -hmm. or, a, you know, sitting down for 15 minutes and I think this is huge. Breathing. Again, we don't, we actually, as a developed population, we don't breathe well. Many, many people, when you say take a deep breath, the first thing that moves is their shoulders. Mm. Well, the first thing that we want to move is your belly. Mm. We're kind of crap at breathing, which is unfortunate because it's a key component of not being dead. <laughs> so I think it's really useful to breathe well. And if you know how to breathe well, to actually practice that. So it's not, it's not just about the practice though. That has really very quickly great flow on effects. You just start to breathe better, mechanically better. Um, but you also, you get a ton more oxygen into your body. Oddly, 
your brain likes that. Mm. Useful. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thunk it? Um, so yeah, I think the breath work is huge, but you want to make sure that you're doing it right. So a simple test for me is if you, if you put your hands on your belly and you take a deep breath in, if your hands don't move, and especially if you can feel your shoulders crawling up towards your ears, you probably want to readjust, maybe have a little Google about how to do diaphragm breathing, Mm -hmm. um, because that's technically what that's going to be called. But yoga breathing or deep breathing, Googling any of that stuff is going to give you some insight into the better ways to do that. So we're going to get some better oxygenation. Yeah. We're going to be potentially improving our, our, our awareness of our breath as well. Yep. Yeah. Um, and if you combine that with almost a, a meditative, meditative or calming practice, like if you had a long stressful day to just chill out, if you can take five minutes mm. to breathe and calm down, it's also going to have some really good psychological effects Absolutely. on calming you down and, and unwinding you and just allowing you to chill out a bit more as well. Yeah. And there's some good physiological basis in that. So when you decrease what we call your respiratory rate, so how many breaths you take in a minute, your heart rate will actually decrease at the same time. Mm -hmm. So you can sit there and be really stressed. Your heart rate's going to come up a little bit. Essentially, mental and emotional stress puts us into fight or flight mode the same way as being chased by a lion. We can flip that by actually not being chased by a lion, so to speak. So you're not breathing deeply and slowly if you are being chased by a lion, if you are in any sort of stressful situation. So if you can consciously start that sort of breath pattern, everything in your body will respond in a way that is basically more chilling out. So things will calm down, your heart rate will drop, your stress hormones with the production of that will drop, things will feel better. And it does have that flow on psychological, mental, emotional. Ah, oh, that's cool. Um, fun fact about diaphragm breathing. Your diaphragm is not anatomically, but functionally connected to your pelvic floor and to your kind of deepest layers of core musculature. Hmm. So we get what we call a co-contraction. One thing goes, the other thing goes to balance it out. So if you breathe deep into your diaphragm and really focus on expanding that belly out, you actually are doing core activation. Well, that makes perfect sense when we think about if you've ever been to a Pilates class before or even yoga, both of those practices share a fundamental connection with breath. Yeah. And even to the point of at what point do we breathe? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm Pilates trained and, yeah, like actually understanding at which points we're talking about using your intrinsic core, your intrinsic core, um, and yeah, like we we have to kind of coach and cue to that in and exhale mm-hmm. breath in relation to ideally we want to be um, either exhaling if we're bringing like our knees closer to our chest, for example, to allow for, for space there and also allowing those muscles to contract or if we're extending the legs to, to help protect that. Yeah. 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 It's going to vary based on the movement a little bit. Mm, Right. mm. But yeah, you can create, and it's almost like kind of creating, creating an internal corset. Yes. That you can do that. And that's just with that breath, even 
that is so protective. Mm. It's so good for that. This goes back to super functional. We should be doing that at all times. Most of us are not in good habits with that. Um, Cut to me slumped over over a uh, microphone with rolled shoulders taking shallow breaths. Same. Um, Like I said, you know, most of us don't. And it is very much a habitual thing. So this isn't uh, we're all terrible people. This is just uh, we live in a world that's, that's allowing us to be essentially really physiologically as lazy as possible. And that's, that's a, we can go way into that, but that's a physiological bonus from a deep seated survival mode thing as well. So not inherently bad, just not useful given our current lifestyles. Hmm. Let me just flip that to, this is a really easy thing you can do. Yeah. That's probably going to give you some good benefits. Yeah, absolutely. Take some time out and breathe. Heck, you don't even have to take time out. If you were sitting at a red light, can you take two True. deep breaths? That's it. If you are waiting for the bus, if you are waiting in line at the grocery store, if you are fill in the blank, you can do it anywhere. If you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you don't have to put yourself into a good posture. It makes a difference, but that doesn't mean that it is better. You just take a deep breath. You'll figure out where you can do it better or worse. So breathwork gets a... uh, Double thumbs up. Yes. What else you got? Let's... um, I actually really like this as an ingenious kind of hack almost. Okay. Oh, there's the intro music. Fancy. Yeah. I did a fitness Friday with my daughter's skateboard, this penny board, and it was lunges for thighs and glutes, and it was fun, and a lot of you really liked it. So today, I'm going to show you how to use the skateboard again for your abs. However, big warning here, before you do this, or you, I don't want you to do it, if you don't already have... Anyway, basically, there's a lady here. She's got a mat out ready to do some Pilates. I'll skip forward so Erin can see what's happening. She's using a skateboard. And actually, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? It's extremely high risk. You're going to probably take your chin out. But um, at its fundamental, I was like, oh, this is probably not terrible. It's not horrible. It's not horrible. So in the video, she's currently kneeling um, with her hands on a skateboard. And I'm imagining she's about to probably do some sort of like a plank or a roll out. Using it as an ab roller. Yeah. Yeah. And she said she's, she'd used it. She'd done some lunges and a few other things like that. So similar movement patterns to what we almost might see in a, on a, a ladies reformer. reformer yep. But yeah. with this skateboard. I actually think that's cool. Um, you know, one of the big things that I talk to my clients, so a lot of my clients are not really into traditional gym. They want to work out at home. Yeah. I think they're crazy, but <laughs> that's just my personal bias coming into <laughs> I just get so bored. Um, I'm very encouraging of what have you got around your house? Mm-hmm. What can substitute for something that you might find? You don't want to find a reformer, but you like that slide boardy effect uh-huh. that you can have on it? Okay. Um, one of the things that I would use if you've got a tiled floor or a hardwood floor, put your foot on a towel and slide it mm-hmm. out, slide it back in. If you've got carpet, use a paper plate, slide it out, slide it back in. This put your foot on the skateboard, roll it out, roll it back in, or use it as an ab wheel, or it's a, it's, yeah, that's actually a really cool training tool. It felt like 
COVID ingenuity. It is. I feel like it probably very much is some COVID ingenuity. Um, but I think it's, as I, I know I've said it many times already, um, you know, there's common sense should dictate, do I, do I use this? How much do I use this? Mm-hmm. What do I use this? Maybe don't try and skip rope while landing on the skateboard. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. You'd be amazed what people will see it once on the internet and be like, that's a great idea. Um, so use some common sense, but you can also get creative with things. Mm. Yeah. So it gets a... I guess it gets a thumbs up. I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. I one more for you. All right. And then we'll wrap this one up. This one is for a bit of fun. You might have seen this one. What is this? Hello, I'm Joanna Rohrbeck of Prancercise LLC, and I'm here today to show you the four modes of Prancercise. I've got my ankle weights in place, and my music's ready. So let's stop talking and do some walking. So this is called Prancercising. Um, would you like to describe, Erin, what's happening in front of you? I am not sure. <laughs> She's kind of strolling and kind of walking and kind of dancing, and she's got some ankle weights on. Um, Probably from Florida. It does. <laughs> I was almost actually going like Kentucky, but okay. somewhere. You, you're far more knowledgeable <laughs> on this front than me. It, it's, it almost looks kind of like line dancing. It does. It reminds me of Kath Day Night doing a... Yeah. A bit of a thing. You'll have so to put that in the show notes. I will have to put... Oh, actually, I'll put all of these links in the show notes for people to look at. I guess what it is is a... Um, it's actually... I should have thought about this more beforehand. There is a Japanese practice Okay. of... It's not quite running and it's not quite walking and it's not quite jogging. It's this extremely slow jog which i think there is some research i'm just blabbing now there's some research around the impact of it and the effectiveness on it i don't know that was such a great no that's okay i don't hate this i am somewhat intrigued by it i Y'all listening, you're going to have to watch the video. It's fascinating. Um, Now we're onto the gallop. This is a bit more high impact and we're kind of, there's like a bit of a skipping motion here. She's living her best life. She is. She's also wearing pearls around her neck, which I forgot, neglected to mention, along with a salmon top and white linen pants. I am. Um, With a nice blowout as well. Yeah. Um, She looks great. She looks fabulous. She is ready for the country club. Um, Is she getting more out of this than going for a walk? It's going to be more demanding. Yep. Cardiovascularly. It's, it's, I, I can't fault it. There's nothing wrong with it other than this seems like the most ridiculous thing ever, but I actually, uh, oh, we got some hand weights now. holding the ankle weights. Oh, okay. You know what? That's cool. Um, yeah, to be honest, I think if it was a different setting and she wasn't wearing pearls, I would have been... (laughs) Way more on board with it. I'm actually really on board with it. I don't hate prancer size. There you go. Who would have? Who would have guessed it? 
Francis Lads gets a thumbs up. Good job, Joanna. I think it's a whole program. So if you want to get involved with that one, you can. Like, I, I feel like you could have some fun with that. I wanted to finish on that one because I felt like it was a bit of a summary of um, of probably the wrap-up, actually, which I'm – let's just get to that because I'm, I'll cover it in that. All right. Coronavirus! Okay. Just had to push that button. <laughs> I think what I was trying it to get – It never gets old. No, what I was trying to summarize is – as long as it's not hurting you yes, and you're having fun, yes, you're probably going to get some benefit out yeah, of it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is we go back to the things that we enjoy, right? Yes. So if prancercise is your thing or if skateboard Pilates is your thing or if heavy metal yoga is your thing and you're like, that is actually my jam. Yeah. Cool. Go and do it. Um, exercise common sense, no pun intended, kind of intended. <laughs> <laughs> If it hurts, you don't do it, but there is that difference between the hurt of an injury and the burn of working out. Those yes. are not the same things. Um, so use common sense. Use common sense. Yep. And if you hate it, you don't ever have to do it again. And if you look at the Prancercise video and you're like, not for me, that is totally cool. I think some people out there would like it. I actually can totally see that happening at my gym. Maybe you should start a group. <laughs> Oh. See so if we can get the franchise rights here in Australia for Prancercise. It'll go with Running Start. <laughs> I love it. All righty. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to stay healthy the common sense way, like, follow, and subscribe to the show wherever it is that you find your podcast. Don't forget, you can send us questions, comments, and special dietary requirements by shooting us an email to mail at commonsensefitnesspodcast.com. Till next time, my name is Dave. And I'm Erin. You have a great one. Sayonara. Bye.